Have you been blessed and encouraged by everything apostolic? This is Brother Rodas. There's two ways you can support this ministry financially. Number one, you can go to charlesarodas.com and purchase one of our books. Or number two, uh, you can support Everything Apostolic for as little as 99 cents a month. There's a support link on each of our podcasts. Thanks for considering. You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. You have just found everything apostolic. Well, this is Brother Rodas, your host, and it's great to be with you today. And uh, so glad that uh, I get to chat with you. And I wish you could chat back with me, but you could leave a comment uh, afterwards. Today, I'm going to give you my personal testimony of receiving the Holy Ghost. I want to read a passage before I do in Acts chapter 2. And uh, verses uh, 1 through verse 4. All right, let me find that. Here we go. And you may be very familiar with the passage. In Acts 2, 1 through 4, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Oh, praise the Lord. I remember that wonderful day. That was March 2nd, 1980, for my personal Pentecost. You had your personal Pentecost. And do you remember the day? Do you have that date in mind? A lot of people do. Some may have not uh, made note of it or were very young and don't know. There were a lot of children, you know, four, five, six, seven years old. Some people were. My wife was, uh, I think she was seven years old when she received the Holy Ghost. My daughter was about that age as well, give or take, uh, when she received the Holy Ghost. Wonderful thing. But I was age 17 on March 2nd, 1980, I guess Give you a, give you my birthday or my age right now, but that's okay. Not not worried about that. But uh, quite an experience I had there at that uh, church, uh, my home church at that time. Yeah, yeah, that was Zion Holdness Church in Hammond, Indiana. The pastor then was uh, the late Bradley Bullock, and a great man of fasting and prayer. And the power of God, people being healed all the time and receiving the Holy Ghost. I saw some tremendous miracles in those days. And uh, yeah, I've got mine as well. Like I said, in March 2nd, 1980. But before I tell you about that actual experience, let me 
go back a couple years because it really started with a testimony that I kept hearing. You know, 17-year-olds, you know, uh, you know, my mom was serving God. I didn't have any siblings serving God. I was the youngest, and uh, my brother next to me is seven years older. So 17, uh, he was 23, 24 years old when I received the Holy Ghost, and <clears throat> none of them were serving God at that time. It was just my mom. But anyway, um, she kept testifying to people. You know, I would hear her talking about how good the Holy Ghost, and once in a while she would say, you know, the Holy Ghost is so good. Yeah, she would say the Holy Ghost is so good. I don't know how I would make it without the Holy Ghost. And I would hear tell her friends, her lady friends, and uh, witness to them. And they would talk to one another about this wonderful experience called the Holy Ghost. And, you know, my mom had served God for several years, the best she knew how, without the Holy Ghost. And uh, was repented. And, and then um, uh, someone she met uh, at an apostolic church began to witness to her. And um, she was baptized in Jesus' name and received the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues that night. She drove home that night. She told me, I wasn't with her that night, but she told me all the way home, she sang in tongues. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, what an experience she no doubt had. And I know she did because she walked in the power of God. And uh, my late mother was a great woman of fasting and prayer and uh, just uh, operating in the gifts of the Spirit and just a, a wonderful woman of God. But, um, you know, her testimony, without her, you know, just you know, driving it down my throat, she didn't. But just hearing her testify how good the Holy Ghost was and how wonderful the Holy Ghost was. And it's so true, isn't it? If you've experienced the Holy Ghost, you know what a keeper the Holy Ghost is and what a comforter the Holy Ghost is. And you know, just in her words, the way she was saying it, you know, I, I heard that for a couple of years, you know, and it's something started eating at me. <laughs> I remember being in high school in my classes and sitting there in my classes, having my mind on the Holy Ghost, not having the Holy Ghost uh, personally, not having received it, but saying to myself, how could anything be so good? Oh, my. And, you know, this is the way I was thinking, uh, just just thinking. This was my mindset because I heard the, uh, constantly this wonderful testimony of my mother. And uh, thank God for that. And it created such a desire in me over time that, oh, I'd literally just passionately wanted to receive the Holy Ghost. And I began praying for the Holy Ghost at church, you know began worshiping and seeking God and lifting my hands and doing everything I knew to to live for God. And I wanted the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, I wanted the Holy Ghost. You know, and I thought if, if I learned that there may be something that I was doing that was not pleasing God, you know what I would do? I would stop doing it. Why? Because I didn't want anything to hinder me from receiving the Holy Ghost. I wanted it, you know, no, it's not given by works, but there is an, there are acts of repentance and repentance is a turning away from wrongdoing, isn't it? Repentance is more than a prayer. Repentance is more than saying, God, I'm sorry. A lot of people cry and tell God they're sorry, but then they go out and live just like they've been living. They didn't really repent. It looked like they repented, but repentance really comes down to a change of ways. It's an about face. And when I made that about face and, um, 
you know, uh, I, let me just go to March 2nd, 1980. The, we were having two church services in those years, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Matter of fact, we had at Zion Holness Church, we had, which was an apostolic church and still is today, but we were having four services a week during those days. We had Wednesday night Bible study. We had Saturday night was an evangelistic service more or less than Sunday morning and then Sunday night. <clears throat> so it was uh, quite uh, quite moving. There were times we would have 30 and 40 night revivals. And if you're a little older, you might remember those days where your church did that too. That's not as common today. Things are being done a little bit different. But uh, well, I remember that every single night, no breaks at all. And you know what? I'd go every night. I loved it. You know, as a teenager, I would attend every service 40 nights in a row, revival. And it was awesome. And uh, But I remember that Sunday morning at church, March 2nd, 1980, and uh, the service had ended and I was sitting on that front row and I had decided, you know, that's where I wanted to be. I didn't want any possible distractions. I didn't want to see anybody. All I wanted to hear the word and I wanted to get as close as I could to worshiping God there to the front. And so that was what I was doing. And so, but Pastor Bullock, he said to the congregation of, you know, whatever it was, maybe a couple hundred people. And he said, you know, just kind of an act of faith. And he said, well, we're going to have a great service tonight, something to that order. And and then he said, uh, anybody in here not have the Holy Ghost that you you want to just claim that you're going to get it tonight? You know, who's going to who's going to get the Holy Ghost tonight? Lift your hand. And just by an act of faith, you know, just a, a little bold faith there he was using and hoping that somebody else would extend their hand and put their hand up and claim this wonderful gift that they were going to receive it in the Sunday night service. Well, I did. I lifted my hand that morning and I said to my, you know, myself, I want it. I'm, I'm coming after it tonight. I want the Holy Ghost. Again, like I said, that was March 2nd, 1980. So it's been some years, hasn't it? And uh, what a, what a, what a time. And so went home that day and I thought about it and you know, and read my Bible a little bit, prayed a little bit, and uh, came back to church that night, you know, remembering that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yes, remembering that. Pardon me there, had to get a little drink. But, yeah, that service was powerful. I don't remember much about it. I don't remember the sermon. Um I would assume Brother Bullock preached. I think he did that night, if I re if I remember correctly. He usually did preach Sunday nights unless there was a guest minister. And uh, like I said, he sure was a man of faith. But uh, yeah, I went to that altar and I lifted my hands and I stood there and people prayed, you know, with me. And, you know, there was a church where people love to come and pray with you and try to get you through, you know, and uh, I, I, it's just, that's just, it's the way it should be, I believe. And preachers would come by, I had a bunch of preachers on our church and they come by and pray with me. And, and you know, and I had been to that altar many times, many times seeking the face of the Lord and just reaching out to him and not really knowing how to receive, not knowing how to yield. But that night at some point I prayed for a good while and I wound up on my back laying on the floor this 17-year-old stammering lips. I remember how my my tongue felt thick and the Holy Ghost was moving on me. And 
my mouth actually was tingling. Now, everybody's different with that. Not everybody's going to feel those sensations or, or those have those feelings or signs, whatever you might call them. But I remember my tongue feeling thick and my, my mouth was tingling. And But I remember most of all how my language changed from English. I could no longer say hallelujah. I could no longer praise the Lord, but I began speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank God for that day. I spoke in tongues for a good while. And uh, I remember being so drunken in the Holy Ghost, being so drunk uh, as, you know, it was basically over. You know, I had received the Holy Ghost and spoke with tongues and the excitement around me and my mom's friends were excited, of course, for her and for me. And some of the young people were excited and uh, the church was excited and I believe there was uh, one or two others that night had received the Holy Ghost. I don't remember who they are this time, but uh, it was a powerful night. But it transformed my life. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank God for the good Holy Ghost. I've got more of this I want to give you, so hang on for an important message. Well, praise the Lord. I want to tell you about my newest book. Hey, this is September of 2022, and I just release just published in Amazon and Kindle my ninth book and I'm super excited to tell you and it is the heartbeat uh, of my ministry and the greatest desire that I have and the title of the book is how to help someone receive the Holy Ghost how to help someone receive the Holy Ghost I encourage you to go to Amazon go to Kindle get a copy Take a look at my new book. And of course, in Amazon, as you may know, you can always open that up and read a little bit in the book. So I encourage you to take a look at how to help someone receive the Holy Ghost. This is for the altar worker, the person that is passionate about helping people receive this wonderful gift. It's for the person that has that altar working uh desire in his heart to, to help help people be born again of the spirit of god hallelujah and if that's you if you're interested in this subject well take a look at the book i believe my 40 years experience might have some great takeaways for you and uh, to be encouraged and walk in this ministry and to walk in this gift all right in jesus name So yes, this was a powerful time on that Sunday night church service. And uh, like I said, I stood up and, uh, you know, of course, you know how it is. We're happy for people when they receive the Holy Ghost and people were happy for me and in a sense, congratulating me and uh, all that great stuff. That was just uh, a tremendous, tremendous night uh, of receiving the Holy Ghost. And But you know what? I stood up and I was drunk. I was drunken just like they were in Acts chapter 2. You know, Peter was accused, they were accused of being drunk on new wine. 
there in the book of Acts. But Peter stood up and said, listen, these are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it's only the third hour of the day. It's not even time to drink. But you know what? I had never been high. I had never been drunk on anything. I had never even tried a cigarette. But let me tell you something. That night I was drunk on the Holy Ghost. I was staggering. I was in a staggering state. Oh, yes, I was. Even to the point somebody, somebody even asked me, said, hey, you know, do you, do you need a ride home? We'll, we'll take you home tonight. Maybe you shouldn't be driving. You know, but of course I was fine and uh, I had my own car and sure, I drove home that night and everything was great. But, you know, this good Holy Ghost is so powerful. Now, that was March 2nd, 1980. Now, I was born June 5th, 1962. But, you know, those 17 years, you know, I, w I had a good upbringing. OK, I, I had a, a, a good raising by my parents. But let me tell you something. That day, March 2nd, 1980, that that evening, that Sunday night was the most awesome and incredible, say incredible, but really was credible. <laughs> but it was such an amazing time, such a powerful, the most amazing day or night in my entire life, in my 17 years. I had never experienced anything like that you know it, it's it's just the way it is it's just it was you know powerful but you know what now you know today's date now i'm recording this on a sunday night september 18th night 2022 now that's been some years ago but let me testify something that night was the most amazing experience i ever had in my life but what I have to say, to date, I've had such more amazing experiences in the Holy Ghost that even surpass that. Oh, no, that was the greatest experience in my life to that date. But I've had so many more countless experiences in the, in the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes, in the Holy Ghost that I had experienced that were so, um, that have been so amazing in my life. And I just want to testify, listen, you can have amazing experience that surpass your initial receiving the Holy Ghost. You know why? Because you never had a spiritual experience that deep, that high. That's why it was so amazing. But you know what? That's just the beginning point. That is just the beginning point of your experience with God. Oh, my, I love to hear testimonies. And that's why I want to give you my testimony. I thought you, this might interest some people. And what a powerful day. And everyone that receives the Holy Ghost speaks in tongues. Tongues is the initial sign and evidence. Oh, yes, it is. Tongues, speaking in tongues, is the initial sign and evidence of receiving the Holy Ghost. In every case, no exceptions. You know, you could have a great joy, and you could laugh, and you could dance, and you could shout, and you could leap. Now, all those things are wonderful, but when you receive the Holy Ghost, when a person receives the Holy Ghost, 100% of the time they will speak with tongues because that's the sign that God gave. That is the initial evidence. Why, why, did, God, why did God do that? Because no one can duplicate that. No one can speak in a language he does not know.
<laughs> no one can do that. This is a supernatural experience given by God. And when a person speaks in tongues, he's speaking in a language. Just like when they came out of the upper room, there were so many languages that day, people from different countries there at Acts chapter 2, and they heard them speaking these different languages. Why? Peter was speaking a language, and, you know, John was speaking a language, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, was speaking a different language. And all these people came out of the upper room, 120 people speaking in these languages that God had given when they had received the Holy Ghost. They were speaking in tongues, speaking in languages. And the people recognized that they were real languages. How are you being from, you know, you're here, you're, you know, it's just a poor fisherman. You're just here from this area. How are you speaking these languages from our country? You know, and that's how they asked what they asked them. And they were so bewildered and amazed by what was happening. And yes, the Holy Ghost is real. The Holy Ghost is powerful. Oh, thank God. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, maybe you can quote it. If you can, quote it with me. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That's right. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Praise God for that power, that dunamis, that dynamite-like power to be a witness. What is that witness being about? It's more than giving your testimony. It's more than telling someone how to obey Acts 2.38. But that witness, amen, is that dunamis power, praise God, to do miracles, signs, and wonders, amen, like Jesus said in Mark 16, before he ascended, after he had risen, before he ascended, he said to them, to the 11, tarry in the upper room until you be endued with power, okay? And then in Mark 16, he said, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And so this is what the Holy Ghost is all about, to be a witness and to give you power. It is the spirit birth of John chapter 3, verse 5. And I'm sure you know that. <clears throat> if you're apostolic, you know that. So Acts 2.38, then Peter said unto them, repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the next verse, for the promise is unto you and to your children. Well, the, what promise? The promise of the Holy Ghost. It's promised unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. This is what the Holy Ghost, God wants everyone to receive the Holy Ghost. Like I said, it is the spirit birth of John 3, 5. Jesus said, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You've got to have the water and the spirit. The water we know is water baptism in Jesus' name. And the spirit birth is receiving the Holy Ghost with speaking in tongues as that initial sign and evidence. Well, praise the Lord. Hey, I've got great news. If you haven't heard already about it, I just published my ninth book, praise the Lord. And uh, you'll be able to see all my books on my website. But as of today, uh, this ninth book is not yet on my website. It will be shortly. So if you're hearing this sometime after, uh, you know, maybe weeks or whatever later, uh, but the book is entitled, How to Help Someone Receive the Holy Ghost. You know, God did something in me that night. Uh, 
Now, I didn't receive the Holy Ghost quick and easy like I preach it. And I believe the Holy Ghost should be received quick and easy. That's just the will of God. It's, it should be easy, and it is easy to get saved. Receiving the Holy Ghost is easier to get than to be baptized. It's easier than getting baptized. Amen. Person get get the Holy Ghost in seconds, where it takes several minutes to change clothes and get baptized and change your clothes again. It took a little bit, you know, a little bit of effort. But even though it's got to be done, but I'm just saying. Receiving the Holy Ghost should be quick and easy. Well, it, uh, it wasn't so quick and easy for me, and it should have been. Nobody's fault. Uh, not blaming anybody, but you know what happened because of that? And I, it's, it's amazing how God can use something, but he put such a desire in me after that that I wanted to help people receive the Holy Ghost. And I just everything I could learn, you know, how to impart faith to an individual, how to encourage someone's faith, and, you know, how to lay hands on. And I began, you know, paying attention to preachers, you know, preachers that I saw that were gifted in this. And and they pray people through real quick. And I, I began to, to just about lean upon them. And I would just not do anything but l watch and listen and why? Because I was so inquisitive. I, I, I had such a hunger and a passion to want to help people receive the Holy Ghost. And thank God for four decades now, uh, I've been helping people receive the Holy Ghost. And I'm so blessed and so thankful. And um, God has allowed me to write this book. And um, it's actually on uh, Amazon right now. Uh, as I speak, it's available. And so, yeah, the, the title is How to Help Someone Receive the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes. And in this book, it's really a, it's 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 just an in-depth tool for altar workers. It, it's just a study tool for altar workers where they can dive in and you know, look at maybe something from a different perspective and how, how what they're doing and compare what they're doing with how I've done things. So I, you know, not perfect and everything, of course, but, you know, a lot of things work for me and a lot of things I learned through the years in, in helping people, uh, building their faith and encourage them. A lot of things uh, to do and a whole lot of things not to do. So anyway, all of this information is in this book. Everything that I have on the subject. And I, like I said, I've studied it for decades and I've practiced it. And I hope you will take a look at it. You can go to Amazon. It's, it's, there's a paperback version. There's a Kindle version. And uh, and over the next uh, week or two, it will also be on my website at charlesarotis.com. So uh, later on after this podcast, uh, a little bit, then you could actually get it on there for a little bit of a discount compared to the Amazon price. So anyway, I want to share that with you. If that would be a blessing to you, and while you're there, take a look at our books on fasting, book on prayer, book on faith, and on several other books that might be interesting to you. Anyway, hope you were blessed by my testimony uh, today. And uh, I will never forget that day, that night, and that experience. And thank God I can look forward to tomorrow morning when I get up to pray again. I can have another phenomenal experience with God. I don't have to look back to say, hey, that was the best ever. That was the best ever to that point. But praise God, I can, I can go deeper. I can go higher. And so 
can you. Amen. Let it happen in your prayer life. Let it happen in your church services. But go deeper and go higher with God because you can. If you've never been drunk on the Holy Ghost, listen, you've got to be intoxicated by him. You've got to be filled to the brim and you've got to be so filled and you will be. Amen. When you will be and you will become intoxicated, so filled with the Holy Ghost that you will be drunken in the spirit. So praise the Lord. Like who was it? Paul said, be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the spirit. Praise God. (laughs) Well, amen. Well, good to chat with you today. Amen. God bless. Please stay tuned for just another minute for another important message. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget, more resources are available at www.charlesarodis.com. There you will find Pastor Rodis's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name. I want to make sure that you knew about my book called The Urgent Need of the Hour. The subtitle is Revival Praying. Hi, this is Charles Rodis. If your prayer life needs reviving, or you want to learn how to pray intercessory prayer and break through with great answers to prayer, I do encourage you to get this book. Now, I do want to read you a few testimonies. Now, a lady by the name of T. Bright writes, After reading this, I have a better understanding and drive to pray. And Christy W. writes, The chapter Through the Veil will make you put this book down and pray immediately. Great points of help all throughout this book. Brandon C. says, this is an absolutely incredible resource that will light a fire under you. One more, Shelley says, other than the Bible, of course, this is one of the most important books I've ever read. Such wisdom and knowledge. Now you can get The Urgent Need of the Hour on Amazon, or you can get it on my website at charlesarotis.com. Well, I hope you take a look at it. God bless.